Shalom everybody and Shavua Tov. We are continuing with where we left off in the Kutah Lachot, section Orachayim, Hilchot Nefilat Apayim, the laws of falling on one's face, discourse number four, based on the Kutimah Nasin 24, we're in the middle of paragraph number seven. After already, Rav Nosin has introduced into us the concept behind the statement of the sages, of the importance, the obligation to get drunk, to, to become uh, intoxicated on Purim, to the point where a person doesn't know the difference, doesn't know, does not know, Rav Nosen focused, until he doesn't know the difference between Baruch Aruhaman and Baruch Mordechai, right? Which means Rav Nosen focused on Delo Yada because the goal of knowledge is to not know. And Adelo Yada, until he doesn't know, and what does he not know? That there is a difference between Baruch Mordechai and Aruhaman. Cursed is Haman, blessed is Mordechai. He does not know the difference. So Rav Nassim says, does not know is a level of high. Uh, the goal of knowing is to not know. Now Rav Nassim will focus more on what does it signify, blessed is Mordechai and cursed is Haman. What does this mean to us? What is this? In other words, the goal of the Da'at is Delo Yada, and as a result, there is no difference between Baruch Mordechai and Aruhaman. What is that? So Rav Nosen now goes pretty deep into these amazing concepts. Watch what he says here. And he goes into the whole concept of good and evil. What he says here is such a major lesson in, in psychology to help a person get out. He says like this, because the, the, the essence, for the essence of where there's a stronghold of good and evil, where both have a grasp, a grip in a person's life. And he says, This is basically what we say in the Gemara on Purim. Blessed is Mordechai, cursed is Haman. Blessed as Mordechai is the idea of the good, obviously, and cursed as Haman is the idea of the bad. So now that they both have some grip, that they, they exist, the good and evil, he says like this, Rav Nosim, this is like going way back. Ikar achizato tovara. Any trace of a conflict, of a choice, of a challenge between good and evil, emanates ultimately way way back from the idea the concept of the tree of knowledge of good and evil tree of knowledge of good and evil means as a grasp a, gri- a, a grasp a grip of good and evil and this is basically Baruch Mordechai and Aruhaman okay so now where does the ability for good and evil exist so look what he says here. This is phenomenal. What Rav Nosen brings in, Sheikaro nimshach mibechinat nirgan mafrid aluf. Rav Nosen says like this: the essence of there being a challenge between good and evil in a person's life and what he's going through, it's drawn from the concept of a verse. This verse is a very powerful verse in Proverbs, chapter sixteen. Verse 28. Let's read the whole verse. Revelation is quoting the, the second part of the verse. Look at the whole verse. The whole verse reads, Ish 
תהפוכות, תהפוכות ישלח מדון ונרגן מפריד אלוף. To explain, a person, a man whose תהפוכות, who changes things from falsehood, from truth to falsehood, he changes things, ישלח מדון, he will bring, will send conflict, he causes conflict. Someone who switches the truth with falsehood, תהפוכות, who lies, he just creates battle, war. He does no good. Venirgan, and somebody who complains. Nirgan is from the lashon of complaining. That a person, in our context, doesn't hold on with emuna, but starts to complain. You know, oh, this is not good, this is bad, my life is upside down. When a person begins to complain, he doesn't see how Hashem is guiding his life. So, mafrid aluf. We're explaining it based on how Rav Nosson explains this. He separ- a person separates alufoshel olam. The person separates from him Hashem. Aluf is like the 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 alufoshel the, the the king of the world, the minister of the world, which is Hashem. When a person complains about what he's going through, as if he's boet beisurim, he can't handle what Hashem is sending him. So by doing that, he separates even more Hashem now from him. He didn't pass the challenge. The challenge was not to be nirgan, not to complain. But the person's complaining. So the verse reads, nirgan, When you begin to complain what Hashem is doing to you, you cause now a separation. Mafrid, you separate from yourself, aluf. Okay? Rav Nosen says now, this nirgan, mafrid, aluf, is the cause of the existence of good and evil in a person's life. When you start complaining... And you're not good with what you're going through. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. And you're gonna, why can't you handle it? Rav Nosson is going to go into this. You now separate. And when you separate from Hashem, there's room for bad to exist in your challenge. There's room for bad. So look what he says, Rav Nosson. In other words, to explain this verse. Shemafrid bechinat haketer shebechinat alef. The word aluf can mean a minister, aluf olam, but in, in the word aluf you have the letters, the root word is aleph. And Rabbi Nachman in lesson 24 explains that the aleph is the idea of the keter. This is a bit of Kabbalah, but let's try to explain it on a practical level. That a person now separates the keter from himself, shebechinat aleph. He separates, well, well, first let's see how is it, what he wants to say and then we'll explain it, okay? A person separates the concept of the Keter, which is called, Rabbi Nachman calls it in, in Lesson 24, Aleph, Bechinat Pele, which is the idea of a wonder. The word Pele has the exact same letters of Aleph reversed. Rabbi Nachman teaches in Lesson 24, Aleph and Pele refer to Keter. Pele means something which is wondrous. What does it mean, something which is wondrous? Something which is beyond your capacity of comprehension. You can't understand it. That's the Keter. He says in Lesson 24, the purpose of the Keter is to bounce a person backwards when he's on an intellectual pursuit to perceive Hashem, that things are going good, there's clarity in life, person sees Hashem in life, but now to be able to taste of the infinite light, the only way is that a person is bounced back by this thing called the Keter. Hashem sets up between him and humanity and the world 
this wall, which is called the Keter, his crown, Hashem's crown, serves as like a border, just like a Keter is a crown, it borders the head. So the Keter, the crown, is what prevents a person, his head, if you want to say, from perceiving, so to speak, Hashem's head, the infinite light. <laughs> as if to say, Hashem has a head. But the idea is that it's a, it's a, a separation. This Keter, which is a Pele, it's a wondrous because what is beyond your capacity, you're not allowed to go into. Because if you go into it, you just simply disappear. You will now cease to exist. Because the whole way of existence to be here, for a person to exist in this physical existence, which is seemingly separate from God, is that there's a concealment. Once now your mind is open totally to God, you will cease to exist. You will cease to exist. Because the whole secret of this existence and the challenge is that we see Hashem and then we don't see Hashem. We see Hashem, we don't see Hashem. That's how life is. Okay, it's a challenge. And that's the only way for a person to perceive God is that he has the times when he can't understand and he accepts them with simcha and emunah. With simcha and emunah, a person accepts the not understanding, the challenges, the difficulties which seem seeming difficulties of life which force a person that he can't understand what he's going through. And, but instead of turning to sadness and and frustration and futility, a person turns to emunah and simcha, that I know what I'm going through, I don't know what it is, I, I can't grasp it, but I believe that this is the will of Hashem, and there's something here in the end for me, something good to just bring me close, even though I can't see it, that's the test that a person has to go through, and everybody goes through this, everybody, and most people in life fall in this challenge, <laughs> They want everything to be clear. And if it's not, then goodbye. I'm not interested. Or all or nothing. I want everything on the table. No, this is not the way. The person is sent purposely, specifically challenges of, of a header. It's called a header. A lack of, in our case, of comprehension. Which that is the key to perceiving Hashem. That's what he's saying here. Da'inu, she'mafrid bechinat ha'keter, she'bechinat alef, bechinat pele. Okay, we said all that. Shehu, and what is this Pele, this Keter, this crown, this wonder, which is beyond your capacity to comprehend? He, he gives it another term, Rabbi Nachman, in lesson 24. Shehu ha-mesadeh ve-ha-mayashev et ha-mochin, shehu ha-me'akev et ha-mochin ve-redifatan. This Keter, this crown, which is called Aleph, Rabbi Nachman calls it Aleph because it's the same letters as Pele, Right? In other words, Aleph as being Alufo, the first Hashem, it, it, to perceive Him, to connect to Him, it's a Pele. It's beyond your capacity. If you think you try to connect to Hashem through understanding, you're wrong. And what happens when a person wants to connect to the Aleph, the Keter? When what's, the Aleph is what's beyond, behind the Keter, really. It's being protected by the Keter. It's the settling, okay, the organizing and the settling of the mind that a person when he's in pursuit he has no time to like take a, 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 a an account a storage account what he has in storage in stock he's running and running to pursue so he has no time to appreciate and to accept and to make order of what he actually is until now because he keeps he's on the run when you're on the run you don't have time necessarily to evaluate what you have because you're looking to pursue, to add more, add more, add more. What's needed is a break. Okay, stop. You're pushed back. And the pushing back gives you now the time to organize what you've taken in until now in life. 
organize it, structure it, settle it. Use it to become a part of you and to build you up. This is why there's a bounce. The bounce is telling you, hey, 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 stop, stop. Take it easy because you can't go further. You can't go further. The reason is until you settle and organize and structure yourself, your mind. That's why you're being pushed back. You can't go further until you've settled what you've taken in. It's like with the analogy we brought many times. person now has a warehouse and he just keeps on bringing in inventory, inventory, inventory. And the trucks come one after the next, bring inventory, and all the boxes are just put everywhere. <laughs> but you can't have a, a, a proper storage and to, and to see clearly what you have. If you're just putting in boxes, putting in boxes, you need time to now organize the boxes, put each each product in its different place, the boxes of this product here, of that product there, you have to organize. You can't just keep on bringing in stuff and then everything's a mess and you have no idea where everything is and there's frustration and confusion. You don't see what you have in stock, in inventory. So to a person's mind also, you need a time, a break, to settle your mind, what you've absorbed, to appreciate it, and that become a part of you. That people, they're just too overwhelmed. No, 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 I have to keep on going, keep on going. Wait a second. Take time to absorb and organize and make useful what's inside of you already, what you've taken in. You keep on going as if you've accomplished nothing. You have people, they're on the run always, and they give the impression to themselves and to others, but especially to themselves, that I'm still nowhere, I'm still nowhere. What are you talking about, you're still nowhere? You finish chess, you finish this learning, you finish that, you understand better. You know, it's For you, it's nothing? Yeah, because there's so much out there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's the way. You have to first begin to appreciate what you have inside of you, settle it, then you can be ready for more. Until that happens, forget it. And Hashem purposely lets this happen. That person is bounced back against their will. They want to keep on going. They have a desire to advance. No, you have to be stopped. This is what's called the Mesadam Yashev. This keter, this pele, this wonder, this aleph, is what prevents a person, the mind, the person's mind, from pursuing more. To stop running, you got to stop the running if you want to perceive aleph, alufoshen olam. Because, like we said many times already, the main way to perceive knowledge is specifically through the heder, the lack of knowledge. Like we said, this is the idea, like we said earlier, that the goal of knowledge, awareness, is not to know. In other words, the way to know is through not knowing. Right? Because the concept of not knowing is the goal, the essence of the goal of the knowledge. That's when you've reached the end, end of this level of knowledge, you come to a no, no, not knowing. You reach the point where you're not knowing. That's the goal. The goal of this level of awareness is to reach the end point where you see, hey, I don't know anything anymore. And then you're ready for the next level up. It starts with the not knowing. And a person has to resort back to emuna and simcha in order to perceive the next level up. Like Rav Lassen explained this earlier. Okay? Now a person who merits handling this these two gear shifts of knowing and not knowing this is phenomenal someone who merits this 
to be able to join together the pursuing part and the lack of pursuing, the lack of knowledge, the he'eder, the lack, and he's able to join them together by taking them in both good, with a good attitude, with an emuna and simcha attitude. He's able to take both of them. Someone who merits to this, so then what he's actually doing is he's unifying, uniting the knowledge and the lack of knowledge together, which is the idea of the concept called running and being bounced back, like we said, that in truth, in their roots, they are both one. They're both on the goal to perceive Hashem. In the perceiving Hashem, it's two parts. It's the pursuing part, the perceiving part, and the lack of pursuing, the lack of perception. They're both needed to perceive Hashem. When you're able to manage both of them properly, you got it. You're in. You're in the ball game. You're on the right track. You're able to join together these two things. That's the goal. Okay. Like we said, and through this, person comes to the essence of knowing the of knowing of the goal of knowing. Just want to go back. The verse that Rav Nosson brought is phenomenal. When, when we say nirgan, person complains. When does a person complain? When he can't accept the withdrawal. We can't accept the lack he fights this is not right and he's upset at Hashem and he's upset at life and he's just upset nothing is working out because he lacks clarity so he just blows up when he has that head there that lack he blows up so he, he complains near gun the person complains he, he lost it mafrid he separates the aloof the goal is to be able to join them together to know with emuna, with not knowing, how to accept the not knowing. To accept with emuna, I don't know what's going on, but I'm holding on. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's easy to talk about this. But most people crack and crash when they come to that. They begin to complain. They're upset at Hashem. They're upset at everybody. They're in a bad mood because they can't handle the lack. And this is now Nirgan Mafrid Aluf. He's separating himself from the Aleph. The goal of what you're going through is to bring you to the Aleph. Don't complain though. Don't complain. No, no, no. You complain it to you, Mafrid Aluf. It's phenomenal. Rabbi Nossam brought this verse as the source. Let he'll go back into this better. Watch what he says. Okay. One second. Like we said, through this is the essence of person perceiving. And when that happens, when you succeed in taking in the lack of the Da'at properly, Joining it with the da'at, the knowledge of pursuing to understand Hashem. If you, it's a goal. Don't think, oh yeah, you know, it's easy to be done. If you reach this level, it's a level to reach, then the evil is totally nullified. There's no room for evil anymore. Because you look what seems to be evil, which is the frustration and confusion you get when being pushed back, when having a lack of clarity. Okay, when you're able to take that in as part of the picture with even a modicum, minimum amount of emunah, but the emunah you have gives you the koch not to be a nirgan, not to be a complainer, to hold on, okay? You pass the test at your low level, at your simple level, and the evil is totally obliterated at that point. There's no more evil. There's no more room for the evil. You don't see it as evil. You see it as a prerequisite for the goal. Ki'ikar achizat hara hu mehe'eder ha'yedi'ah v'hastarato. 
Because the main way, place, going back to what we said earlier, that their evil has a gra- grasp on a person, a grip to have a meaning in a person's challenges is from the area of the lack of knowledge and its concealment, like we said earlier. You become start complaining, and you're gone, you let in Yetzirah then. Shanim Shach, and how does that happen? That now there's room for the Yetzirah from the lack of the knowledge. In other words, why does that happen? Why does a person crash and let in the Yetzirah when there's a head there of Yediyah? Shanim Shach Mechamat Ribul Or Shegorem Shvirat Kelim. This is drawn from another problem. That when the person's in pursuit level, he doesn't know how to restrain himself. He's just absorbing, absorbing without proportion. Okay, so he says this is drawn because of too much light. person's letting in too much light that it causes what? It causes shvirat kelim. A person has a shvira. The vessels crack. The person on one hand is taking in, taking in. He's on pursuant level. But he's taking in too much, too fast, going way above his level. He doesn't know how to handle this light that he's taking in. And afterwards he has a crash. Not just a head there, but he has a crash. And when he has the crash of the kalim, so when he's faced with the scenario of the lack of knowledge, he complains. He's not happy. He's not taking it in properly. Why is he not taking it properly? Because when there was the redifa, the running uh, uh, gear shift, he took in too much. He didn't know how to restrain. Just It's called ribuy or too much light. When things are going good, so good, but the person just runs way above his level. It's like a guy who can run properly at one kilometer an hour, but he's pushing to do five kilometers an hour, and at the end he just conks out and, and cracks and he loses everything. Whereas the guy did at his level one, one kilometer, he's still running after the guy who did five kilometers an hour, he conked out, he's still going. Like the old Duracell uh, commercials, if you remember, there used to be a Duracell battery commercial of two toys running with one a Duracell battery and then one with another one. And the other one was going faster, but then it just died. And the, the Duracell kept on going at a good pace and it kept on going. <laughs> That's how it is. That is it that does Ribuy Or, the person, when he's having a good, he doesn't know how to restrain himself how even when there's a light to, to, uh, to make sure there's no shvira afterwards because when there's the shvira a person lets an opening for the etzara to come in when then the person's tested with the lack of the knowledge the head idea so then he begins to become a nirgan a complainer becomes to become a complainer okay this is phenomenal Rav Nelson's going into such psychology it's crazy here this is because a person doesn't know how to unify the knowledge and the lack of knowledge together. So we're not saying something even deeper here. Why is it that a person is running too much? Because you have a person who's like a perfectionist. He wants to have total control of every situation of his life you want to be in control what's happening you want to have, feel that your hand is on the on the handle that you're on the reins that you're in control and the problem with that is is that when you're totally in control when you're trying to be in control of your life situations you don't let room for what's called the head there 
There's no room for the emunah that even when you have a hold on things, it has to be coupled with the emunah. With the emunah attitude is no, I don't. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm one hand doing things. I'm in control, but in reality, I'm not. And when a person forgets that when he's doing things, and forgetting it is expressed that he's trying to hold totally a rein on his situation, that I'm in control. I'm in control. So this is the blemish of Rosh says that you're not joining the Yediyah and the Heder Yediyah Yachat. You're not joining them together, which allows for too much light. Too much light causes Shred Kedim. Shred Kedim, when the person's faced with now the Heder Yediyah actual test, the bounce back, the, the Misadem Yashev, he doesn't take it properly. He begins to complain he's near gun, and he separates Aluf. He doesn't allow himself to taste the Keter. The light of the Aleph, the Alufo, the light of God, which is beyond beyond the Pele, the wonder of the Keter. Okay? Rav Nosson says now in square brackets that he's going to go more into this later on. And as we will explain more depth and detail in this, coming up in paragraph number 9, but now Rav Nosson wants to go back to Purim. At this point, he stops going into this because you can see he's going really deep. But now he goes, takes what we've said until now. Now you could just brief summary a bit. You can now appreciate more the idea of Purim that he wanted to bring out. Therefore, thus, on Purim, person has to get drunk to the extent that he comes to this type of joy. What's amazing here, Rav is trying to tell us between the lines that when you tap into this simcha, which is the epitome of simcha in doing a mitzvah, simcha in being connected to Hashem, that automatically gives you always an attitude that you have a hold on things, you're grabbing control, but with emunah. When simcha means, simcha mitzvah means you're happy in Hashem. What does it mean you're happy in Hashem? You're happy and appreciate that Hashem is running your life. When that is so fixed in your blood, in your subconscious, in your essence, so even when you're doing, and you're trying to do things with control, like a, like a yeki, you're doing things which are like super square and everything, but it's so coupled with emuna because of your simcha. The prerequisite to not have a shvirat keli, not to have ribuy or, is that you have this simcha. That you're happy with Hashem in, in your life. Hashem in your life means He's in control, not you. You're doing, yes, you're doing, 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 fine, fine and dandy. But it's with this pretext condition that Hashem is here, He's in charge, I'm connecting to God. I'm subject to Hashem, I'm under Him. I'm not in control. I'm doing things, but with knowing that Hashem's above me. This is to that simcha. This is the goal of the simcha. This simcha allows you afterwards to do things with such an emuna that you're doing, but with the re- re- realization that I'm not really doing. Okay? That, that allows that whenever you're doing something, you're pursuing Hashem, it's with balance, and there's no room for ribuy or too much light. And then when you're faced with the head or the attest, you handle it much better because you allowed no or there was no crashing of your vessel because you had a prerequisite simcha that allowed you to do things 
We were always joining Yedia and Heder Yedia and whatever you're doing in life. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So he says now, this is why we get drunk. Because the only way to tap into the Simcha on Purim, which is the source of the Simcha for the entire year. This is so powerful, what he's saying here. The Simcha of Purim, Rabbi Nachman teaches elsewhere, Lesson 73, Part 2, is the key for the Simcha for the entire year. That's why he says all beginnings are now from Purim. If you have the merit to experience the light of the Simcha itself at the highest level, the Simcha of the Mitzvah and its root, which is expressed and shown and revealed and tangible and reachable on Purim, so then you've made it. You're in the ball game. How to get to it? He says here, yeah, this is the idea of the drinking. The drinking on Purim is to get to the Simcha. Okay? We act, we lower ourselves into a lack of Da'at, at the same time doing the will of Hashem, with a lack of da'at, that's the idea of getting drunk. It's a mitzvah. So on one hand, you're doing the will of Hashem to perceive Hashem, to connect to Hashem. But it involves shichrut, imbalance of the brain, intoxication, drunkenness. But this is the way. This is how you connect to this simcha, says. Until you merit this concept of the goal of the knowledge is not to know. It comes through this simcha. That there, at that level, is joined the running and the bounce back together in proper balance. That this is, like he said earlier, this is the meaning of the knowing and the lack of the knowing, being both of them being joined together. Like the idea of like we said earlier, the goal of the knowledge is not to know, because that's how you perceive Hashem. And then when that happens, when you reach that level, when you're holding at that level, there's no more evil. There's no more tov vera. There's only tov. Because you see that the ra is really tov. <laughs> Amazing. That, then at that point, the evil is totally nullified. Totally. God, as we mentioned earlier. And now it goes back. This now is the meaning of the whole sentence from the Gemara. We explained earlier earlier in the last class. So now Rosal says this is the idea of until you don't know between the difference between cursed is Haman and blessed is Mordechai. Because there's no difference anymore. You're holding above it. There's no bad and good. There's only good. Because when you're at the level of joining the knowledge and the lack of knowledge properly, you're able to do that balance. So there's no more room to even say there's good and bad. Because at that point, everything is just one. Because at that point, everything is one. And everything is one. What is the one that's chosen? Not the bad, the good. There's good and bad. At this point, when there's one, there can only be one thing, which is the good. And the bad becomes subordinate, including the good, because it's really good deep down inside. Phenomenal.